So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between, the world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Erica. Welcome to So We Met Online. If you would like to learn more about the show, visit us online at sowemetonline.com and join us throughout social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at So We Met Online. So Chris, I sat down with Tony recently, and his story is interesting because it has a lot of parts to it, but mainly it talks about what it's like to get back into the dating world after you've been divorced. Oh my goodness. Do I have some stories to go with that? Let's listen. So we met in real life. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a few years ago. I was very recently divorced, like a few months divorced, and I actually had never been on a date before then. So you got married really young. Very young. Did not date before getting... I was 21. She was 19. Wow. Yes. And uh, we had grown up together. Like my grandparents. It was a a story that ended... uh, We don't have to talk about it. Okay. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I derailed you already. It's okay. Well, so I had never gone out before because just uh, I'd grown up with the person who I'd gotten married to and we were in an environment where we didn't date. So I was then, you know, rewind to about two and a half years ago. I was out in the world for the first time and had asked a few girls out and uh, crashed and burned the first time or two. There's a lot that I had to learn. Sure. At the ripe age of 28 in the world for the first time. Goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, and I met this girl at the grocery store at a Harris Teeter. She worked there. Was she the checkout counter person? She was the checkout counter person. Oh, this makes me so happy. She was. She was blonde, a little younger than me. It's like in a movie. We had this little banter every time that I went in. What did uh, you talk about? The rotisserie chicken? I I don't remember. <laughs> so we had, it was did always. I you, did I ever tell you my favorite pickup line from the supermarket? No. What is it? I was standing in line and there was this attractive guy ahead of me and I always buy a rotisserie chicken. Mm-hmm. And he looks at my conveyor belt, like the, what's on the conveyor belt, which is so like such a faux pas like you're not supposed to look at what other people are buying anyway oh, I didn't know that. but it was funny <laughs> yeah because it's invasive mm. anyway so he says uh he looks at the rotisserie chicken and then says um isn't that cheating oh and i, I said well i'm not passing it off as my own mm-hmm. so no mm-hmm. that's it that's that the was his pickup line yeah i need it. to work on my pickup lines no don't use that anyway <laughs> All right, so she was your checkout counter person. Checkout counter person, and the first time, I think I saw her once or twice before I started talking to her, and then I think I just said something very small talky, and then over the course of the next month or so, this conversation was kind of an ongoing conversation. How many times a month do you go to the supermarket? Probably once a week. Everyone else says grocery store. I say supermarket. Supermarket? That sounds like a a New England Northeast I think it's just an Erica thing. An Erica thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This was a Harris Teeter, so it was a, a, a purveyor of fine grocery goods uh yeah and uh so about so if your a, current career doesn't work out you can just advertise for Harris yeah, Teeter. yeah absolutely okay i bought her a flower about a month oh. and a half in wait 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 in the grocery in store. the grocery store i was going to the checkout i'd said hi to her a few times this sort of ongoing conversation and i got a single rose like three dollars and was you know she was checking the things out and she saw it and smiled and sort of said who's this for and i said it's for you oh my gosh that is the cutest thing ever. Wait, just wait for it. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. We exchanged numbers. That was, a, you know, when I was very excited, of course. This is probably the, would have been the second or third person I would have ever even gotten a number from at the age of 28. So we texted a little bit and made plans to go out. 
and I asked her where she wanted to go, and mm-hmm. she wanted to go to a restaurant that was fairly close to where we both lived. Okay. So I went and picked her up. It was very. I felt like I was in a like a TV show that I grew up watching because this is a thing I'd never done before. Well, the whole thing so far sounds like a TV show. It was. It was. It was idyllic. It's to, a good meet cute. It, it it started very well. Oh good gosh. Uh, pick her up and we're talking and she looked very. She was very pretty and I told her she looked great and mm-hmm. I, uh, we got to the restaurant and started. Uh, we got a drink. I think. Uh-huh. She, I think she got a um, martini extra dirty and it became a joke about how filthy her martinis were uh <laughs> that sounds like a good filthy sexual banter. that was the idea like and it that. was going well uh-huh. um and even the conversation was kind of flirting around the edges of of that topic which i felt was a good start being was, dirty uh, yeah it was a little suggestive okay. it was conversational no, it, but it, you know it sounds like you were hitting it off so yeah, far. Yeah, typical first date small talk with a little bit of flirtation, and it was oh, going very well. means you were attracted to each other. Well, so uh, we're at the bar. She just wanted to get drinks, which was, I think seems to me like a good first date mm-hmm. uh, idea. And we're at the bar. <laughs> was she of age? She was, yes. She was, <laughs> so I think she was 24 or 25, so just a few yeah, years younger than me. Sure. She was, by the way, so she was Russian. Okay. Uh, and well, why I, didn't you slow her down? Mm, I see I'm what you sorry. did there. I, I see what I'm you sorry, did there. I can't you can't help resist. Me. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, it's funny you say that because slowing her down from the drinking would have been a good idea. Oh, boy. So we're sitting down and we've had probably two or three drinks by this point. And mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of. Just assumed at that point, again, having been on, at this point, my third or fourth date of all time, that uh, she, like any else or like me, would know their limits. And I'm still not, maybe she did, I'm not sure, but by the third or fourth drink... That's a lot of drinks. I was fine, and even yeah, now, but I know. It's totally different. I, I didn't know well enough to know. First of all, just in hindsight, so she was a grown-up and should have known when to stop. But also, I was her date, and maybe I could have been more mindful of the fact that this is not the way I want the date to end. I don't want to be sloshed with her. Right. Do you think she was trying to keep up with you? I do, actually. Yeah. Um, it, it, yes, I do. Uh, so there's an older gentleman sitting kind of catty corner to us there's maybe one empty bar stool between us so i know how old you were in the store you, you were 30 i was 28 she was i think 25 so he what's, was what's 52 okay and he told us how old he was so he starts talking to us so and he, he just says hello my name's dave I'm and i'm 52, 52. Uh, kind of i mean he kind okay. of eased into it but mm-hmm. uh, i think at some point ages came up and he okay. made an observation that he had a daughter the same age as her and then I think I somebody asked or it came up how old he was and he told us. I think and I think it was fifty two. He started talking about his job, something in sports memorabilia, I'm not entirely sure. But then he starts pulling out these lines on her. And I thought it was funny. It was like right out of the game, just negging Wait, her. Pick up lines? Pick up lines, kind of negging her. Then it was this very direct for comments. any listeners who don't know what negging is, can you explain that for a sec? It's this very um, middle school technique for giving somebody a compliment that could be interpreted as a compliment, but could also be interpreted as something not nice. The idea being it makes an insecure person wonder if you're being nice or being mean, and then they sort of want, if it works, they want to fight to figure out what you meant by that, and then you get their attention. So don't do that. It's a bad idea. It's yeah. a terrible idea. It's as, very as adults, juvenile. Yeah, exactly. It's the equivalent of pushing someone on the playground. Mm-hmm. That's exactly a- what as it is. As adults, we're not getting younger. If you like someone, tell someone you like them. And if you don't... <laughs> you would think. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just saying... <laughs> I like the way that you think, Erica. So <laughs> Straightforward. This was working on her a little bit, it seemed. I was surprised, but mm-hmm. I didn't mind because, again, he was twice her age and it was just the first date. Do you date. remember anything specific that he said? 
<laughs> like uh, things that uh, yeah. uh, what I re- came out of his mouth what I remember so I, the thing that sticks out the most sort of the turning point in this entire um, exchange was when he said something to the effect of uh, you have really great tits whoa 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 did he know you were on a date he did it, that was not ambiguous at least so I didn't think so at this point what did you do so at this point again this is like my third date of all time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if this was normal. I Come just assumed, on. I assumed maybe this is just bar banter where clearly, and I, at that point, it was, you know, she and I were still sitting very closely to each other. I thought maybe she's humoring him. Maybe she's just, she even told me at one point, like, I feel bad for this guy. Like, he's alone. Well, how did she react? I mean, I'm, so, I'm just picturing myself, if it were me, on a date with somebody and some older gentleman at the bar says, you have nice tits. I mean, I might spit in his face. That is because you are a very secure grown-up who knows their value. And I think that maybe she was just maybe a little more immature. Not even just because of the age, but just because I... I think the whole thing sounds nuts. Okay, keep going. Well, so again, I, it's funny, so... I will skip ahead and then come back for a moment. I remember that I was asking somebody later, like, is this normal? Like, what would you have done in this situation? And they were like, no, that's not normal at all. So going back... Now you know that's not normal. Now I'm very aware that that's not okay. It's not normal. And then she gets another drink at some point. And we're still talking. And she told me at this point, like, uh, you know, I just feel sorry for this guy. So it's okay. She wants to talk to him, whatever. Uh, a few minutes later... Ooh, I'm sorry. So she said she feels sorry for the guy. For him. So because he's this older guy so alone at a bar. So talk to him? She asked... Well, we were as close... He was as close to us as I am to you, three feet away. Okay. He was just this sort of one empty seat away from us. Uh, and he was alone. So mm-hmm. it kind of became... And there was nobody else around us. We were at a corner of the bar. So it was the three of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, the three of us kind of became a three-person conversation. <laughs> uh, and I think I was trying to keep my cool because I, I was so insecure about, you know, what is... What am I like on a date? I didn't know what right. was, I didn't want to make a mistake. Uh, I certainly didn't want to do something that would be really uncool and end the date badly with somebody thinking, you know, this guy doesn't know what he's doing or whatever. So I think we're on probably the fourth filthy, filthy martini at this point. <laughs> and uh, I think I, I looked over at the TV at uh-huh. one moment, and I looked back, and they were making out directly in front of me. What? She was making out? She was, and it was, it was sloppy. It was not even remotely tasteful. Was it dirty? It was dirty. It was filthy. Filthy. Extra olive. Extra Uh, filthy. Yeah. That, I don't, hmm. There are so many things. So many questions. So many questions. So I'm at this point a uh, combination of many conflicting emotions. Still short, at this point I'm getting the first feeling like this is really not going well. I feel terrible. (laughs) You both have. The girl arose and everything. The whole thing. You That's, took her out. Uh, yes, and I thought this was so idyllic. You know what I'm like, going to ask at the end. Uh, I don't, but I'm looking forward to it. If you paid it. for the drinks. I, <laughs> Please tell me no. Uh, I did pay for oh, drinks. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> so, such, a, so such a gentleman. Okay. She, she, this happens, yes. and I just try to keep it together at this point to not have any visible reaction at all. And at this point, she was very drunk. Uh, I was a little drunk. She was very drunk. So... She starts, um, at one point she goes outside and then comes back in. And it starts to get to a point where the bartenders are looking at me like, you got to get her out of here. And I've, again, I've talked to people about that, certainly when after this happened. And they were, they, I was told that you should have left her there, get her a cab or whatever. But like, I ended up taking her home. I get her in my car, um, getting her t- driving uh, towards the direction of Did both of our homes. At this point, no. She uh, says to me in the car, she does this sort of lip smacking thing like her, ma- like her mouth is dry and says, 
Do you have any water at your place? <gasps> what? So now she's trying to invite herself in? To my house? No, I understand. Yes. And I said, yeah, but we're not going there. And she was so angry. I was like, I'm taking you home. And I'm hoping the anger was out of drunkenness. drunkenness. And also, because I think, I don't still don't know what she was thinking other than maybe in some very strange way she thought this was an, an attractive thing to do. Maybe she thought... I would be I would be so desperate for her affirmation that I would want to. So uh, she was trying to neg you. I guess maybe a lot of negging happening this night apparently. But so I start driving her home and she gets really angry at me. She says I can't believe you're doing this. And I just told her I said her name and I said you're really drunk. And I think that tomorrow when you wake up in your own bed, <laughs> you'll and you know having not spent the night with a stranger or even me, that you'll be really glad that's the way that you woke up and not the alternative. So I got her home and very dropped her off, and that was the end. And yes, I did buy her drinks. I did go back to the bar, though, and the guy was still there. Wait, what do you mean you went back to the bar? I went back to the bar that, that we had just left. Yes, so I was really worked up at this point. And I went back to the bar. I don't even know why, other than I think I was hoping he would be there so I could confront him. I'm not even going to reprimand you for drinking and driving right now, but don't do that again. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was funny not drunk to drive, but nonetheless noted. Thank he you. was there when I got there. Uh-oh. And I approached him immediately. And oh, I so hope you punched him. I, In hindsight, I should have. What I did instead is I said, hey, guy, whatever his name was. <laughs> it was very, like, chest puffed out kind of a thing. And said to him, uh, what just happened? Uh, why did you do that, basically? Mm-hmm. And at this point, he realizes that he's not in a good side of this equation. Right. Uh, so he starts backpedaling quickly. He's like, hey, man, I don't want any trouble. Like, I'm just going to walk home. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything. I just want to know. Like, what, I, it's, I, at this point, I was being honest with him. Too honest. Way okay. too honest. I was too um, open to him, to him knowing things about me. I said, hey, uh, I just, I'm telling you this as, like, a guy that I don't, haven't been on very many dates. This is very confusing to me. Why did this happen? And he was very evasive and ended up leaving. Uh, at one point, he was very, he was a little scared, which is a little, a little nice, a little bit, in hindsight. But also, like, he didn't get me anywhere uh, so he leaves and this is the point is i'm at the bar and i'd said this to the bartender and somebody else who was there i said yeah so not to be overly personal but i you know this is like the third date i've ever been on in my life mm-hmm. if that had happened to you on a date i mean is, it, is that okay well, 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 i'm sorry the bartender was male or female female bartender and also there was a woman that i was not talking to who immediately when i asked so this question a woman what she would have done or rather what should i have done oh. and uh she doesn't even answer before she can answer, there's this woman sitting on the other side of the bar who immediately says, uh, I think I said, like, is that okay? And she said, no, not at all. Like, immediately starts, like, trying to help me out. Like, no, 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 you should have left. And so there's another story that I won't tell, but um, she, she, I still had to go grocery shopping. And oh, she still worked no. there. <laughs> so Why didn't I, you just avoid her lane? I, I didn't care. Like, to me, and I ended up, she was embarrassed when she saw me. But I ended up, like, saying hi to her. Well, I am glad she had some remorse. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, but now she's saved in my phone as sloppy first name so that if I have, you know, so that if she ever tries to, t- she's tried to text me several times since then. Let's just call her Joanna. Sloppy, sloppy Joanna. Joanna. So that if I ever get a text from a person that is her number, I know it's her and I don't have to respond. And that is the worst date I've ever been on in my life. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> And with that, we'll be back. (laughs) Are you having difficulty finding the right person? Have you struggled with past relationships? 
Or do you simply think, why is dating so darn difficult? If this sounds like you, then check out and subscribe to Ask Dr. Antonio, a YouTube channel featuring weekly dating and relationship advice videos from psychologist and relationship expert, Dr. Antonio Borello. Go to youtube.com slash Antonio Borello, A-N-T-O-N-I-O-B-O-R-R-E-L-L-O. Why not make your love life the best part of your life? If you like his stuff, leave a comment saying that you heard it from So We Met Online. So I'm curious to know, as a guy, not as someone who's been divorced, what would you have done in Tony's situation? Well, I've been in similar situations. You have? Yeah. Care to share? Well, yeah. I mean, if you don't remember my TGIF story. Oh, where she came in drunk and made out with you at the bar. Yes. And and then then cursed me out when I didn't take her home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you should go back and listen to that story. (laughs) And I've had women who start to make out or hit on other people while on a date. You've had also somebody make out with someone else while you're on a date? Yes. I can't even... Who are these women? Yeah. And it seems to be a trend for a lot of women to make out with other women while you're on a date. Has that happened? Oh, yes. Yes. Are you offended or turned on? Eh, we won't... That's another episode. And I think in each of these situations, you have to make those decisions. Do you exit... Or do you stick with it, right? And when I say exit, that typically means you tell your date, you know what, I think it's time for us to go. Mm -hmm. Or time for me to go. Time for me to go. Or you say, look, this is just one of those situations where you clearly know she's drunk, but I'm going to stick around and make sure that everything works out okay. You may not want to see that person again, Mm -hmm. but you're at least staying in that moment too because you've made that commitment for the date. I know we've had a whole episode on drinking on a first date, but Tony's question was, should he have been more aware of how much she was drinking or should he have trusted that as an adult, she should know her limit? He needs to trust her. There is no good solution here, right? If I say to you, imagine if we're on a date and you've had a couple of drinks and I've mm-hmm. had a couple of drinks and I turn to you and I say, do you think you've had a little too much or... I'd be offended. Exactly. You'd be offended. I agree. I mean, I've definitely been on dates before where after one drink, I'm feeling it and the person says, do you want another? And I say, mm, no, right. I'm good. Right. So you, you have to know your own limits. Each of us has to know your own limits and be able to answer to those. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's right for somebody else to impose that upon somebody else, especially on a first date. Right. But maybe if you've been dating a little while. Well, that's different. And then it's different. Then you know each other's limits and you right. can say, no, this is your last. Right. So I want to get into talking about dating after divorce and how that's different from dating before you've gotten married or anything like that. I'm curious did you have the same fears as Tony? Like, what am I like on a date? Um, now, the difference, of course, is Tony. So the reason he got married so young is because he came from a very religious family. Sure. That was their upbringing. You had dated, though, before you got married. So you're coming from a different place. But did you still have those fears? No, I had no fears because. <laughs> oh, well, then. Because I'm a ladies man. Oh, <laughs> No. I'm not good with sarcasm, so I can't even tell. <laughs> no, I I had no fears because I know how to talk to people. That's true. I know how to interact well, with Tony people. Tony wasn't saying he doesn't know how to talk to people. He well, just... but but I think we need to get into that because there are several things that he said, you know, during his story which were 
on the borderlines of not just dating, You're right. but just interacting with another human person. Sure. Right. So sure, he was young when he got married. And I do know of a lot of people who get married when they're young and, and sometimes younger than he was, where that they marry their high school sweethearts and they only know how to interact with that one person. And when you get away from that one person, that all changes. It changes not necessarily because of dating. It just changes of a fear of change. This is going to be different mm. than it was with the other person that I was with. And I think those tend to be more of the fears than, oh, I'm going out on a date and what should I do? Right. And he was self-conscious. I know he kept saying because I'm 28 and hadn't been on a date. Right. Most people have been on ample dates. Right. Exactly. With, before they were 28. But I think the one key that I have as it relates to this particular story and dating after the divorce in general mm -hmm. is hold back. What do you mean? What I mean by that is I would not have given her a rose. Oh, I thought that was so sweet. Yes, it's very sweet. But it also has a an all-in feel to it. Seriously? Like, right, yes. It's just a nice gesture. It is a nice gesture. But he, here's where I'm going with this. When you get out of a divorce, you don't want to have this desperation, I need to be in a relationship. I don't I think need buying someone a rose date. at the supermarket smells of desperation. No, it doesn't. And you're right. And in, in a traditional sense, it may not be. But here's where we start to have problems. If you don't know yourself, if you don't know who you are as a person so that you can own that experience and own that gesture, then it comes across as a little too much. I agree that you have to know yourself and whether divorced or not. I mean, one of the key points that I always preach or tell my clients is that you have to know and love yourself as cliche as it sounds yes. before you can invite someone else into your life right. because if you're not confident about who you are as a person right then how are you going to be confident with somebody else right and so it goes back to my point which is as you start to date after the divorce especially if you haven't dated a lot these are the experiences that you learn to say oh that worked that didn't work right. i shouldn't have done that oh that makes more sense he was right in asking a lot of these questions like, is this normal or whatever, even though I think a lot of us look at it and say, no, that's not normal. <laughs> but he's got to figure that out for himself. Right. Right. And, and so when I go back to the rose, you almost want to save that for when it's like, oh, I really want to get to know this person as opposed to I need to date and figure out what I want. Look, here's where the rose for me comes in. I think on some levels, he's being a little naive, right? It's his first time back out there. He wants to believe that this is what women want. He wants to believe that this is a good way to ask somebody out. But think about it. How many guys have asked you out using a rose? Uh, I don't have to think long about that one. Right. No, that would be zero. Right. So it's not that it's the act of him giving the rose. I think that is very sincere and genuine. But I think on some subconscious level, it's saying to him, I have the expectation that this is my next relationship and that I'm making this extra effort because I believe this is what women want. This is what women expect. This is what I need to do to have somebody like me, as opposed to just asking somebody out and seeing what, what happens. Maybe. I, I think you're reading more into the rose than I ever would. 
But I do want to talk a bit. I wrote an article last year about five pointers you should keep in mind when you're dating after divorce. The first is remember that it's just a date. All you're committing to when you agree to meet someone else is a date, not marriage, not a 10-course meal. It's just a date with some hopefully good conversation. Right. I think people put too much pressure on themselves. I don't think. I know. People put too much pressure on themselves to feel something, to look into the future on a first date. The reality of it is nobody has a crystal ball. Right, which is why I go back to the flower. The flower is symbolic of he's hoping that this is going to materialize into something. Look, we don't see eye to eye on the flower. Okay, big deal. Um, The second point to remember in dating after divorce is to be accurate and truthful just as you want your date if you're dating online just as you want your date to have posted recent photos and told the truth about his or her age and height we've talked which we've talked about ad nauseum your date wants the same of you yes absolutely pointer number three don't create a fantasy in your mind until you meet someone in person or in tony's case until he's actually sat down and talked to this woman There's no way of knowing whether you have chemistry or not. No number of emails or phone chats or texts or flowers can change that. So get to the in-person meeting sooner rather than later. Yes. Point number four, don't badmouth online dating in an online dating site. You read a lot of these profiles, especially for people who have just gotten back out there. It's one thing to be a bit nervous, but it's another to project your cynicism onto others. Yeah, and I would go a step further. Not only don't badmouth that but don't badmouth your ex specifically especially when you're on the date i might want to have a whole episode about that because i've certainly had situations where i've been on a date the person's been divorced and the entire time i hear about this poor ex and and i think to myself and i say poor ex because i think to myself she can't defend herself here and would he talk about me like that at some point and you start to get an insight as to oh now i see why they got divorced exactly And the last pointer is people are just people. Just because you're meeting someone, not in Tony's case, but but in general, if you are going online to meet someone, just because you're meeting someone from an online dating site, that doesn't make him or her any different from someone you meet in real life. You know, same risks, same rewards. Many people think someone finding someone online is scarier for some reason, especially a lot of my older clients who were married for, say, 30, 35 years. Online dating to them is very scary. I don't know about you. I encounter plenty of scary people on my own block, and they're not even on an online dating site. So just remember that you have to keep your wits about you, and no one way of meeting someone is scarier than any other. Yeah, and this is the advice that I typically give everyone who I talk to who is going through a divorce and beginning to date again, and that is, you're never going to get married again to the very first person you date after divorce. I'll never say never. In most cases. Because what happens is when you get out of a relationship, a long-term relationship or specifically divorce, the very first thing that people are typically attracted to is what they didn't have That's in the relationship. absolutely true. And I see so, that in online profiles a lot too. Right. They list what they don't want, which again, don't do that. Right. But it's always the characteristics of the ex. Exactly. And so what happens is they have their marriage and then they have the opposite extreme of everything that they didn't have in the marriage and now they think <laughs> they want. And as they start to date, they realize that really what they need is a balance. They need something somewhere in between. They need some of what they had in their marriage because it obviously worked for some of it. And then 
all of those pieces that they didn't get. And so through the dating process, you begin to realize, oh, I don't want all of those opposites. <laughs> I need something somewhere in between. That's absolutely true. I also am a strong proponent of taking some time after any long-term yes, relationship, absolutely. whether it's a marriage or not, right. and reflecting on not what went wrong, because clearly something was right, but reflecting on what happened, taking your time, as hippy-dippy as this might sound, taking your time to mourn the relationship. Too many people, because, look, I'm the hugest proponent of online dating, obviously, it's what keeps me employed, but people are too quick to go online for some sort of validation or dopamine hit or whatever they get from matching with someone on an online dating site. Right. But if you're not ready, don't get back into the field yet. Right. Well, a divorce by nature is a rejection or a failure, right? We, uh, we look no. at, no, we look at divorce and we say that relationship did not work. There could be a number of reasons why it didn't work. I, I don't think divorce is synonymous with failure. I'd rather someone be happy in divorce than in a, a bad relationship. I'm not going to disagree with you, but what I'm saying is there are a lot of people out there that take that and they say, I need validation now. I need mm. to know I am still attracted to somebody. I am still funny to somebody. Somebody still does want me. You're still me. funny to me. <laughs> somebody is interested in me. I got ignored in my divorce or I got whatever. I, I didn't have this. I was no longer touched. I was right. no longer looked at the same way. And so they go off to these online dating. And again, we've talked about it before. There is a slew of people out there. And as soon as you start getting that recognition or that touch or that exposure, it's like, wow, I like this. It's not what I was getting in my relationship. Right. Now, some people say the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else. <laughs> I believe that there are two components of getting over someone. Time and eventually someone else. And too few people actually take that time. I mean, that's advice too on, on dating after any long-term relationship. Reflecting and no new person, look, it might be a good band-aid and maybe that person helps you get over someone else, but it's so important to do that reflecting. You know, you might say, and it may very well be true for your relationship, that say the last five years were not good and you've done your mourning while in the relationship. And I respect that. And every relationship is different. So who am I to say how much time? Right. But there should be some. Right. Tony said something interesting in the story. He said, what am I like on a date? Right. That's why I asked you, did you think that? And you said no. No, I, I didn't think that because I know what I'm like as a person in general, sure. right? And I think it goes into, you do have to kind of know yourself and you do have to kind of know what you want and what you don't want and what you like and what you don't, right? And the whole process of this is when you get out of that relationship, when you get that divorce, you begin to understand and explore this. And it is a, a combination of self-reflection, just going out there and dating, meeting new people. Mm -hmm. And it may not even be dating, like yeah. one of the things I did was I actually just went out and hung out with people. Right. I went to a bar where I knew a group of friends were and we just hung out. Right. And, and for me, it was like, wow, this is the first time I actually got to get out of the house. <laughs> and in that process of just hanging with people, you start to talk to people and you see what people are looking for. And you talk to other people who are dating and you, you get a better understanding of, yeah, I, I want that too. Do you remember your first date back out there? Oh, yeah. Tell us about it. Um, <laughs> Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> my first date after my divorce was pretty low key. I met somebody at church. We weren't really planning on dating. Uh, we just actually kind of hung out for lunch. Did and... you know her while you were married? No. 
Okay. No. And then as the more we kind of hung out, we figured, hey, let's start seeing where this goes. But she was hesitant because she knew I had just gotten out of a relationship. And technically, I was still going through the divorce process. And so it really never turned into anything because I wasn't necessarily in a place to really commit to a relationship. And she was hesitant to commit to the relationship. But it was a very slow and gradual process for my first date. That actually sounds very comforting for a first time back out there that you knew each other from church. You right. had some sort of rapport in person. Right. Right. And and then after that, then I met somebody else and I immediately asked them out on a date and we began to date and, and that dating process lasted forever. And then after those first two dates, I went crazy. I mean, I'll, I'll <laughs> you were admit. You already crazy. Yeah, but no, I'll admit. I was dating like a different girl every other day and I was just crazy. Making out at TGI Fridays yeah. and... Yeah having crazy cupcake girl come to yes your exactly this was at the point in time where i started to realize i'm just trying to figure out what i even want in my life right and and the dating process was there was no commitment to me there was no i'm going to try to make this relationship work all my goal was is i was going to try to get this woman to come home or right. you know or have fun with me or whatever so again, I kind of go back to the flower thing. I would never have given somebody a flower because m me personally. Yeah, and you and that flower. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is symbolism in this flower. He doesn't. We don't he, even know what color it was. He may not understand it at that time, but because I've been through this process, I look at that and I say, that's just too much. I would not have done it. Right. I understand. And I remember my first date back out there after a very serious relationship. The timing was interesting. I went to this potluck dinner. I remember the date, March 15th of a particular year. And it was the day I moved into my new apartment from having lived with somebody. So it was a very traumatic day for me, obviously. And I thought I would be in better spirits rather than sulking around my new apartment. I went to this potluck dinner. Uh, there was a guy there that night who seemed really nice and he asked me for my number and the only thing I could say was, I just moved out today <laughs> <laughs> from living with someone. I'm in a new apartment tonight for the first time. Right. I am not ready. I said, right. you seem lovely. Yeah. I said, look, I would love to go out to dinner with you if you want to, but I am telling you exactly where I am. And he was very respectful of that. And it obviously could never amount into anything because I was not in the right place. But the best thing I did was express that. Yeah, and, and I think that's the challenge is you have to get over that past relationship. You have to get to a point where you are ready to make that commitment you know, to another person as well as to yourself. Until then, a lot of it is just exploration and having fun and figuring it out. Oh yeah, I'm a proponent of having fun too. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Anything else you want to share about dating after divorce? Oh, there's actually probably 20 more topics that we can cover on That's this. True. Like, All I'll say is don't make out with someone else on your first date with someone. I agree the on that one. The end. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. 
If you like what you heard, we have a favor to ask you. Go to iTunes or Google Play and give us a five-star review. That way, more people can find the podcast when they're searching. If you're listening to this in the podcast app on your iPhone, then go to the search function, type in So We Met Online, click on the icon that's the cover photo for our podcast, click on the Review tab, which is the second tab after Details, scroll down and click on Write a Review. Not intuitive, but much appreciated. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time, or I guess you'll hear us next time. <laughs> Thanks.